Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. How's everybody doing? Hope everyone's doing fantastic on this wonderful Monday morning. Uh, this is the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. My name is Jeff Gellman of Solid Canine Training. If you're new to the show. What? Um, welcome, everybody, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. You know, I thought a lot about this weekend about, you know, a lot of things. I, I did a little short story about it yesterday on Instagram stories. If you're not following me on Instagram stories. And, um, you know, one of the things that I talked about, and I've talked about it numerous, numerous times, um, that a lot of folks tend to lose focus on this is what the role of a family pet dog trainer actually is, which is what we do. Like what is our, what is our primary role? What is our job? Like what is the job of a family pet dog trainer? And a lot of people think it's training dogs. And I would say that's part of the role. It's actually a very, uh, I don't want to say small part, but I would say it's less than 50% of the role. I would say, at least this is how I feel, my opinion, my feeling and thought and mission and oxygen is to eliminate pain with the owner of the dog, the end user, the consumer. You know, it's funny because, you know, I don't do sales, even though I'm very good at sales. I've been in sales all my life. And then I got into, um, and even those sales were based on helping people but it was more, I looked at it more from a sales perspective and I flipped it in the, this dog training industry in the last 20 years. I'm not brand new to this game. Probably been around more than 80% of the dog trainers out there. And it's funny that now I'm more human focused, helpful focused, but with that, we need to do sales. So, but no matter how well you train a dog, if you're training it for your own agenda and you're actually not helping people, well, then you haven't done your job. Like I'm a professional dog trainer. I mean, I'm a business owner. I've got other other things going on, but but that's the job. That is the job. So we need to be really way more client focused. We need to be more human focused. And for some weird reason, 
so many people are just focusing on the dogs. They're just focusing on the dogs. And they're not, and they're not focusing on the human. And I'm 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 baffled by that. I'm like, why wouldn't you want to help people? Helping people doesn't mean you don't want to help dogs. But focusing primarily on the dog and not interacting and educating the people is absolutely one-sided. So everything we do, we always keep in mind, how is this going to make dog owners, they are called owners, by the way, they're not, what, what are some of the words, custodians or whatever, they're fucking owners. Owners' lives better. How can we make owners' lives better? And obviously that's by eliminating problems. And eliminating problems in a very fast way, efficient way, like efficient, like why is it in the dog training industry efficiency is frowned upon? Why is it frowned upon? Why is efficiency frowned upon? I'm baffled by it. I'm baffled that people will accept stopping an unwanted behavior taking a long time. And I'm not, let's, we have to take aggression out of the picture on that one. But we can stop a dog from biting real quick. But as far as the whole rehab process, we have to take that out of the picture when it comes to aggression. Fear takes a little bit longer to rehab. But when you're talking about just stopping unwanted behaviors, pulling on a leash, jumping, counter-surfing, getting in a trash can, not knowing its commands, blowing up its commands, not recalling. Like those are all these things that can be done very, very quickly. Very quickly. It does not take long to do. Rushing out front doors, rushing out of vehicles, lunging at people, barking at people, barking at dogs. All that stuff can be done up efficiently and the narrative out there is that well no if you took your time there we go with the time thing time taking more time equals more love for the dog <clears throat> more love for the dog but more stress for the human like do we really care about dogs more than humans really because last I saw, dogs were being turned into shelters. Dogs were being disposed of. And people could pass judgment saying, oh, well, that, blah, 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 bad owners, whatever, 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 whatever. Facts are facts. Dogs are being turned into shelters. Dogs are being put down. 
when a dog behavior does not stop, the dog is kicked out of the house or killed. These are, this is the reality of it, folks. Like, this is the reality of it. Like, you could not like it. You can blame owners, but it's the reality of it. So we are very, very human focused. And I'm going to put, I put a little slideshow together just to, it looks like it's egotistical, but it's not. It's just to prove a fucking point that effective, efficient dog training makes things better. Make, make things better. So let me just show you. Uh, let me go to my slides. So start caring about the owner. It's not just about the dog. So these are just a couple of like, um, just we get we get hundreds of testimonials a week, hundreds of testimonials a week. Online courses, advice from the podcast, private consults, all to make people's better, all to make people's lives better. So I want you to see the pattern here, the pattern. Oh, Mad, give me an example, and uh, so I can address your question. Give me an example. What, what would you like the dog to figure out? Give me an example. And then I'll, so I can go more into your question a little bit deeper. We can have a, we can have a discussion. I'm going to have to go to my bigger screen on this one. Maybe I'll give, it, give you guys a bigger screen too. Um... From Anita, this is a public comment. I only put up public comments unless they're private with permission. Have followed your training for a while now and agree. I have three terriers that are 16 pounds each. The youngest one is three and maybe 11 years old. I'm an 80 year old, this person, Anita, I assume she's a woman because she doesn't deal with the male, female bullshit. So her name is Anita and she's 80. So an 80-year-old woman has three dogs. Tried many harnesses and they've been pullers and they would pull her off her feet. So you have an 80-year-old woman being pulled off of her feet. She got them prong cowers for all three and she can now take them anywhere we go. And I imagine it didn't take long because she's 80 years old and probably doesn't put up with shit. And she doesn't buy into this whole bullshit either. She can go to Lowe's, tractor supply, on bike trails. People always comment how well they behave. 
Also, they bark in the car and in the house. She got e-cowers for all of them. There's no longer a problem. So sad that people think that this is mean and cruel way to train. It's not when you know you're doing to educate yourself and you'll be successful. So you have an 80 year old woman, and this is another reason why the whole tool discussion is bullshit and the banning of tools is gonna to be horrific for people. Now, what you're gonna get from people that are anti-tool is she shouldn't own three dogs. Why not? Okay, fine. Tell her to get rid of two. How about this person that said that? You get rid of two of your dogs. You get rid of two of your dogs. Pick two of the three dogs you have and you get rid of them. Why not? She should, it's funny because when, when, when people have big dogs... They said, well, they shouldn't have a dog that, you know, such a big dog. Well, she has 16-pound dogs. So and this is where the tool conversation needs to stop. This is a great example of how people's lives will either be forced into misery or kept in misery. And if you don't think this Anita has gone to dog training class, and gone to training before, you're most likely a fool. Because I could almost guarantee that she has. And she's probably had dogs all her life. These are assumptions, but I pretty much know dog owners. She's probably had terriers all her life. She's probably a terrier person. She went from getting her ass hand literally her ass handed to her to now she can take her dogs everywhere whose life is better the dogs were fine pulling on the harness pulling on the leash her dogs were fine her dogs were fine Her life sucked. So because of information, I'll speak about us because she's writing it to us, but this is applicable toward many dog trainers out there. Because of the information that we put out, her, and I don't even, we've never met her before. Her life is better. She can take her dogs to all these places now and car rides are enjoyable. Quickly and efficiently. Do you really think Anita's being cruel to her dogs? Do you really think she's being cruel to her dogs? Now, if you're one of irrational mind, you will. If you don't have, can't actually think logically, you will. But if you're actually intelligent and not a sheep, 
they can actually think rationally, you'll go, wow, her life is better and her dog's life is better. Again, isn't that the job? Isn't that the job of the dog trainer? To make the human's life better. So when you close yourself off to training modalities, to tools, to not caring about the owner and only caring about some agenda, well, I care about that an agenda. My agenda is to help owners. So, touche. Well, then that's something pretty fucking wonderful. Started the Greener Graduate and Greener Graduate 2. Yep, those are our courses. About five days ago. Five days. Five days. And doing my homework with my sometimes asshole dog. And I've already seen a huge difference on walks with my two dogs. Most controlled dog I've experienced with my three dogs ever. All caps. So Copper Vermont, again, after five days of training, when I say dog training should be efficient, this is what I'm talking about. Dog training should be efficient and effective. After five days, she has the best walk she's ever had with three dogs. Again, are we going to be owner-focused or are we going to be egotistical about some methodology that only benefits us? This one's too small, guys. Sorry. I don't even know if I can read it now. My gosh. Let me see if I can help everybody out on this one. This is from Sarah Whitney O'Neill. Just wanted to thank you. We have the Green to Graduate and Leash Reactive course, two of our courses. I love them. Yesterday, I was walking both my dogs that had leash reactivity. So her dogs already have leash reactivity. She bought our courses. They had leash reactivity when we got them. One was healing off leash by my side. The other still healing on a leash. A lady stopped me and said she has been watching me for the last month and couldn't believe how well trained my dogs are now. She asked me if I was a trainer and if I could train her dogs. LOL. I have her. I gave her your info. Thank you. Because of your courses, I can actually walk my big dogs alone. Again, in one month, a neighbor noticed how well her dogs are doing to the point where they thought she was an actual trainer. Again, efficiently, effectively. Do you know that most people that go to dog training class after six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, once they leave that class, they still cannot walk their dogs in public? Ask people. 
Ask people to take these classes. Ask any of these people to take any of those scam classes at the big box stores, and they are scams. I'm sorry. It's time to start. It's it's time to start. I'm not going to name companies. I don't name trainers. I name methodologies. But it's a scam. It's a money grab. That's all it is. It's a fucking money grab. And if you're going to sign up for these classes, and if you continue to go to these classes, I'm sorry, you're being foolish. You will not get results. You will not get a highly trained dog, let alone a well-trained dog. Let alone eliminate any unwanted behavior. What do we got next? Um, this is somebody about one of our live classes. The live troubleshooting format was life changing for me as a handler. Hearing over, hearing uh, over last week, every time you guys use stim, didn't dial up or down. It's been amazing. Today's the first day ever. She walked without minor distractions where I felt like I knew what I was doing. That was good. I worked under a double certified trainer for three years. I've learned more from you in the last eight days. Let me say that again. This is why all these people with all these letters after their names All these people with, all, with letters after their names. I've worked under a double certified trainer, which means they're just people that have just like all those fancy letters after their names. They've just got like two sets of them now. They've gotten certified from two different organizations. So somebody like people love to tout how they're certified because they'll often, you know, they'll often try to shame me. Well, you're not even a certified dog trainer. No, I'm not. I actually didn't ever take a dog training test. Would you like me to? Do you want me to take it? Uh, do you want me to take a, 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 a Q and a test, a multiple choice test? The point is that in eight days, this person learned more from an actual live trainer in three years. And they learned it from us online. Again, Many trainers do this just like we do. It's not about me. Even I'm only because I can only give you, I can only give you things that come to us. These are messages that come to us. So that's all I can post. But many dog trainers are capable of doing this. The point being, again. You learn more from us in eight days than you did for somebody in three years. My question is, why did you keep going to a trainer for three years? Three fucking years? It's a third of your dog's life. Dog training is not supposed to take that long. Again, what is your focus? Are you human focused or not? Three years, that's a lot of fucking money. 
Most of our courses cost less than one six round session with a trainer. It's incredible. It is incredible. And we, it's over and over and over and over and over again. Next. Finished Creedner Graduate, and this happened. Creedner Graduate's one of our basic courses. We had company over and they barked once, once, and they stopped. Next day, had more company and they didn't bark, not once. Went to an outdoor cafe for the first time ever. Again, quality of life. My daughter took my dog for a walk, no pulling, auto sit, and they just walked even when dogs passed by. I had a three and a half hour Zoom meeting and they both, not with me, but she, so her, she had a three and a half hour Zoom meeting. She's got a long Zoom meeting working from home, I guess. And they both stayed on their cot in place and slept. This would have never happened before being a graduate. I didn't know the importance of having your dogs turn off. We continue to work every day, but I'm so very grateful for this program and all you have taught me and my family. Thank you, Joe, Jeff and Joel. Again, many dog trainers are capable of doing this. Efficiently, effectively, with the owner being the primary focus. That's the job of a dog trainer. And for people to bash efficient, effective dog training, really? Really? Wow. It's too bad. It's really too bad. But this is why I do my shows and I yell and scream and I'm so outspoken and I want everybody to stand up because they're going to be banning tools. And it's not just about the tools. They're also going to be banning effective dog training. They're trying to ban the word no. They're trying to make it that your dog has to be a willing participant of the dog training. Or you have to stop the training. This is the kind of psychotic things that people up put up for bills. I've been predicting this for a long time. When do people believe it? When it happens and then it's too late?
Jeff, I will never be able to thank you enough for all you taught me at a seminar I attended in Fargo, North Dakota. Wow, that was a while ago, about three years ago, four years ago. We once again have complete peace in our house between Jack and Willie. I think this is an old testimonial. Willie has, uh, um, uh, Willie has dementia and is near the end of his time here with us. I think that's what DM. And not having the stress between them is definitely making this difficult time easier for all of us. Wow. And then another one from Terry. We too have wasted hard-earned money on pure positive and force-free while I was hopeful at the beginning due to our inexperience. We learned the hard way. We needed help with our reactive German Shepherd but couldn't afford board and train. But this is the thing. If your trainer was good, they could have helped you in a one-on-one. -on -one. They could have helped you in a one-on-one. -on -one. As we did with our free courses. We didn't even meet Terry. I found your Q&A podcast, which is free. Then I purchased Walk the Walk, which is $37. Reactivity seminar, then Green to Graduate. So you spent all under you spent four less than four hundred dollars with us about all priceless. Now we have this love instead of dead or badly injured cats. There's two dogs with their cat. This industry is, there are so many good, effective dog trainers out there that get results quickly. So many. They're in your city. They're in your town. They're usually the ones that everybody hates because people say that they're cruel. There's a lot of really good dog trainers that I'm seeing online that are being bashed because they're too forceful and dominant. Yeah, they're also working with dogs that none of these freaking haters would ever even touch. I guarantee you they wouldn't even grab the leash. There's a dog trainer out there right now that dresses extremely fashionably. Not my fashion, but fashionably to some people it tours the country and works with dogs that I guarantee you 99% of uh, I'm sorry well 100% of these haters would never touch and only about 10% of dog trainers would work with but since he's getting efficient effective results He's doing it, he's being, doing it wrong, according to a good segment of the population. So 
Stungelmans. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Brittany. Good morning, Terry. Happy Monday. Love your Facebook post on your dog training journey to today. Of course, I had to share in hopes others struggling to find you. Thank you so much. Omad, are there any times you should you should take the time to let the dog figure out what is expected of them? The answer is yes, but I should have given you some context on that. But yes, we actually want dogs to think. That's why we're that's why we have pauses to give the time to sort things out. But it also depends, Omad, where, where you are in the training journey, where you are in the training journey. Also, we don't do free shaping, but, but there's a point where you're like, are you gonna make the right decision or not? Brett says, good morning, good morning. Avi says, hi all, hello. So Avi, I asked you for an example. You said, when moving away from the hand signal to the verbal command. Well, Ahmad, I'm a little bit confused on that one because we do, the, the, the normal industry standard is you do usually verbal signal with either with hand signal or verbal signal and add hand signal. In the way you're, you worded this, it looks like you're doing hand signal first and then adding the verbal command. I guess you can do it that way if you want to. But yes, you would. You could give your dog, if you want to do it that way, We, I would suggest you, you, well, it might be too late, but you flip it. You do verbal signal, and then you, then you add in hand signal. You pair it, and then you take away the word. Um, and we do that even without hand signals. We don't teach hand signals, but we, with deaf dogs, we do. But yeah, you let the dog, give the dog a moment to try to figure it out. We want to teach dogs how to think for themselves. John says, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Mallory says, long story short, my dog went through two e-cower set at 75 each last night. Twice when we saw a dog in our building and right outside, I broke down. I feel like we're coming so far, but this is as far as we um, will get. I'll sorry about that, Mallory. It can be frustrating. You're spot on about those uh, big box trainers. Trainers dog approached my dog in the store. And when her dog didn't listen to her, no, the trainer alpha rolled him. Wow. Really? They do actually correct their dogs. Wow. But they, what was the point of alpha rolling their dog? Can you imagine, could you imagine if you alpha rolled your, is, is a customer? It's so funny that these big box stores have banned e-cowers, banned prong cowers, or banned e-cowers, I'm sorry. They still, they, they, they have prong cowers, but they tell you that you're abusive if you use one. And if you're a big, if you, if you, if you are corporate in a big box store, did you know that your employees are actually bashing your, your product? So either you get rid of the product, if that's against your policy to sell that product, or you fire that employee. And if you go into a store to buy a prong cower and the employee bashes you, the use of the product, shames you, you ask to talk to the manager and you get everybody's name and you write corporate and you ask them, is this your policy to verbally abuse your clients. And then you also tell the employee either politely 
or not so politely to shut the fuck up and mind their own business. Because chances are they couldn't train a dog out of a paper box. We can train dogs to go into the box and out of the box. But it's ironic that they would alpha roll their dog. Could you imagine if you alpha rolled your dog inside of a big box store? You'd probably be kicked out. Why would she alpha roll her dog? Why wouldn't she just... Like, why would she do that? That's a great way to get bit. Over on Rumble, Allison says, good morning, Jeff. Good morning to you. Haley's comic, good morning. Quitting my job today. Wish me luck. I'm not going to wish you luck. I don't believe in luck. You don't need, what do you need luck for? You just need to work hard. You just need to work hard. A good decision, Haley's comment. Mallory says, it's been a year in the new apartment. I've made no progress. Well, that's it. You're probably, Mallory, you might be doing something incorrectly. He's about 90% better from the day I rescued him, but we've hit a wall now. Sorry about that, Mallory. There's probably something you might not be doing right. Could be timing, could be intensity, could be a lot of things. Mallory. I had money saved for a consult, then my alternator went out. Oh, I hate that. So I'm starting over. I'm, I'm determined to fix this issue. So sorry, Mallory. Yeah. It sucks so much. It sucks so much that, like, I just had my, my truck, had to go into the shop. Thank God I got the extended warranty on it. My truck went into the shop because it had no air conditioning. When I got back from Greece, it's hundred. It's about 112 here. It's like what it's like 98 to 100 to 102 and they say it's like you know whatever it feels like 112 but whatever it's 100 degrees here in florida and i got no air conditioning in my vehicle for two weeks um if it's fixed now i just picked it up i picked it up on uh i think friday um michelle um he's awesome i saw the similarities between the two of, of you right away he's got the fashion you have the hair yes yeah, he's bashed so much. Kim says, um, we're getting ready to take a nose work course. So that'll be fun. I was surprised and pleased to speak uh, to the owner who supported me and my choice to be Calipron. Awesome, yeah. Because that should have nothing to do with nose work. Yeah, nose, you'll have fun with nose work. Nose work is fun. We're doing a nose work video. Abby says, spot on Michelle, too funny. Uh, happy pause. Mr. Jeff, um, do you always study different dog breeds? Always new breeds coming out every few years? No, I don't. I actually don't happy pause. I don't. I just don't waste my time. I don't waste my time. I'm a, I'm a family pet dog trainer. I, I'm, I'm working on, okay, I don't care what breed of dog you have, don't pull on the leash. I don't care what breed of dog you have, don't jump on people. I don't care what kind of dog you have, don't bark in the car. I don't care what kind of dog you have, kennel up. I don't care what dog you have, don't bite me. I don't study breeds. And, you know, there are some people that are like, and I've seen these posts, every dog no owner should know every breed and what their character traits are. Why? Why? We're family pet dog trainers. I'm not a working dog trainer. I'm not a sport dog trainer. Why? A family owns the dog and they're struggling with these problems? Okay. It's our job to fix the problems. 
Omar said, yes, I've been starting with the lure, then adding the verbal command. Well, luring and hand signals are two different things. We do the same thing. We don't name it till they know it. So we do the same thing, Omad. But a hand signal is a hand signal. A lure is not a hand signal. Uh, the Cozy Candle Collection. We um, hi, we love you. So helpful um, and awesome. Oh, thank you, Naomi. Um, I love your show. You're helping people. I learn something from your show every day. Thank you. Candy Candle um, Collection says, I love my e-cower. Yes. Mallory says, I feel like most people just don't have the inside experience of owning a very aggressive reactive dog. They see it from the outside, but don't know what it's actually like to handle one. Oh gosh, no. Oh, absolutely not. They're the first, they're the first ones to bash you, but the last ones to grab the leash. They're the first ones to bash you, but the last ones to grab the leash. Cozy Candle says, sorry, since in a phone, the e-cower saved my family. Nice. Chris says, um, would never bite the dog without your great content. Everyone have a great Monday. Yeah. I'm going to get a course. We got, let me get you over to the course, the course page. If you go to Solid Canine Academy, Solid Canine Academy. Boom. Those are courses right there. And the Chaos to Control, which is the live e-cower, the live um, Chaos to Control. All right. All right, everybody. I hope everyone has a fantastic day. Take care. I love you all. And uh, I'm proud of all of you that are making progress. Kim says, um, a lot of these types of workshops won't take you if you use prong and e-cower. That's why I was surprised that I've been turned down previously because I used them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got yeah, I got to, Angelo's school starts at nine. He's homeschooled. He had his podcast last night. If you haven't seen Angelo's podcast, he did a podcast last night. Check out our YouTube channel. So Angelo did a, or our Facebook page. Angelo did his mythology podcast last night. Really good one. Proud of him. I'm proud of him. So he did a really, he did really great. Have you ever thought about traveling, showing your technique at seminars and classes in different states? Happy pause. I did that for nine years. So happy pause. I did that for nine years. I was one of the, I was one of the OG seminar people. I did it for nine years. 300, 300 times I did it around the world. So, and I'm retired from it. I'm 57 now. That doesn't mean I'm retired at 57. It means I'm just, I, I'm putting all my time into courses now because I can help more people with courses. So I can help. I mean, I, over nine years, over nine years, we probably... 300 seminars, 30 people a seminar, conservatively, do the math. But I did. I traveled the world. I traveled across the U.S. I went into Canada. 
So I did that already. I did it for nine years. But I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not doing it anymore. So, um, all right, everybody. Check out Angelo's podcast. He did it on Greek, Egyptian, and Norse mythology. Give him kudos. He's 10 years old. All right, everybody. Take care. Madly in love with all of you. Bye-bye.